Welcome to the Televerse, streaming in place. Avatar, the last airbender. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Streaming in Place. Today, we're talking about Avatar, the last airbender, book two, Earth, episodes 17 and 18, Lake Laogai and uh, the Earth King. So, obviously, we know where we have to begin, and that is very clearly uh, Afa! Afa! Oh, I'm so relieved. That was so stressful. That was such a stressful time. Yeah, there he is. Hi, Appa. Can, can um, we just, like, take a second to appreciate how stressed out we've been about this for less than a week? Imagine <laughs> if we were watching this real time and it was one episode a week. I mean, no. Well, think about this. is like, Appa's Lost Days aired October 13th, 2006. Chap- the Lake Laogai episode didn't air for, like, two weeks after that in November. Um, That's just cruel. The desert where he gets abducted was in July. It was mid-July. So you don't find out what happens until October and November. Can you imagine? (laughs) That's bad. That's terrible. Binging is good sometimes for TV. This was was stressful enough. I can't imagine adjusting to life without Appa. Yeah. A more colorless, less cuddly universe. <sighs> Keenan says the best part of anything is Aang and Momo both velcroing themselves directly to Appa's forehead. Strong agree. Yep. Um, Scotty says, oh god, that's awful, that's months. And Keenan says, if I were a child, I would have melted down. I mean, more than I did. Um, <laughs> and yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um, we got a comment over the website from Ben uh, who says, like, Noel, I had also blocked a lot of Appa's Last Days out. Conventional Wisdom would say that if a missing character gets a flashback episode while they're still missing, they should be found by the end of the episode. <laughs> Calling it Appa's Last Days field feeds into that narrative. All of Appa's Last Days should be covered by the episode. The <laughs> title is seriously misleading. Denying us a happy ending after all of that is a cruel decision. This episode is draining enough on its own, but after all the other emotional and stressful episodes lady it's just devastating azula was incredibly evil in this episode but overall i'm finding her a bit limited as a villain she's showing up randomly and conveniently at the surface of the plot without enough consistency in her purpose or motivation she's also under resourced which is why um which is why she always fails despite the elite skills of destiny's child yes you did spell that right ben who asked about that of course you can't have a villain be too powerful or they would instantly vanquish the heroes but gee a few elite firebenders on her squad wouldn't hurt I do recall that she gets more interesting as the sh- as the show goes on, so I'm looking forward to that. She gets a tank and a drill. Yeah, I I feel like <laughs> I hear what I hear what Ben is saying because obviously she's established to be really really badass. Like, how are they possibly going to beat her? And then keeps failing to win, you know, in ways yeah. that don't really make sense for how how much she was built up and how formidable of a threat she is. So I definitely hear what what he's saying, but um good thing there's only two episodes left in the season. I'm sure everything will be fine. Yeah. Well, and we get some good stuff with her in this episode at the very end, uh yeah. besmirching the good name of Kiyoshi. Uh let's I guess let's start there and work back work our way backwards. Uh Allison, what did you think about that end of episode twist? Um, I sat on my couch and went, it's on Nickelodeon. It's on Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. It's on Nickelodeon. Because in a story that was 100% aimed at grownups, what that would mean is that Suki is for sure dead and all of her friends are dead. And that cannot possibly be the case. And yeah, I was watching, um, 
in Netflix party with Keenan, and um, when they said three Kyoshi warriors are here, I was like, oh my god, no, it's Destiny's Child. Oh no, this is terrible. Don't do it. Don't let him in. Oh god, no. Um, it was just, it made me wish that Appa could speak English or whatever language they're speaking. I shouldn't assume it's English so that he could tell them, hey, by the way, I saw Suki and they ran into Azula and her pals. So that was really bad. And then maybe they would have been more, ca- I don't, it was just, oh, it was very stressful. And and yet, despite me saying it's on Nickelodeon, it's on Nickelodeon, it's on Nickelodeon. It's not like this isn't an episode with some death in it. Mm-hmm. So I'm feeling less comforted by that mantra than i have been previously yeah um marcus says i never mentioned it yesterday but i was really worried about suki and keenan and scotty both uh scotty says i assumed suki was dead and was upset um so we don't know yet we have not we don't have any reason to know that uh other than it's it's a nickelodeon um so yes more on that later potentially as i i should, should drink some water but let's start with lake low guy and the creepy Judy's, which will be the picture for this episode. How did we feel about, about, let's start with just all, of course, we're going to start with everything Appa and then we'll get to Angry Fire Kid. Um, and, you know, all of that. So how did we feel about the, you know, the revelation of Lake Lao Guy, uh, you know, follow up on the stuff with Jet. It was rather convenient to have Sokka go, he's been brainwashed. Sokka, do you know what brainwashing is? Like, why would you even... (sighs) There's only four episodes left. Okay. Uh, So that was my only hitch in this. Otherwise, I thought that this was a really strong one and very effectively creepy. While also, again, really building up the abilities of all of our heroes. They just get more incredible in their fighting skills every single episode, and I'm... I'm very excited about it. I'm very here for it. Elson, how was Lake Lao Guy? Oh, um, very stressful. I think I might be more delighted about Toph's human lie detector skills than anything else in this episode. And I don't mean that from like a, ooh, this is fun to watch, delighted perspective. I mean, from watching, looking at how the episode works, um, and what it accomplishes in its runtime, I think it's, it makes perfect sense. That's an ability that she would have. It comes in handy on multiple occasions and then obviously lands with that big gut punch at the end. What an incredible little touch that adds to the sort of Swiss army knife skill set that they're developing as a team um, that then is able to tell such a big part of the story in such a gentle, sad way. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, I don't know... How Sokka would know what brainwashing is. Maybe we can headcanon it so that the Earth Nation is using techniques originally perfected by the Fire Nation. So Sokka's dad would have been aware of that. I'm um, But I, in general, thought that this episode was very chilling and really, really, really well constructed. Yeah. No? I agree that the brainwashing is a quick leap. Um, which is what Scotty sort of acknowledged um, in her comment. And I think that that is it's, its narrative necessity. I think that there's enough sort of like, oh, well, the Judies are kind of off. That's weird. Um, that kind of helps repel it, but it's also just, it's very much a don't think about it type of deal of like, we need to, we need to, we need to, we've only got so many, we need to move on. Um, which... I'm okay with as then we hit the whole run of things of like 
everything underneath Lake Lagai is really, really creepy. We really get to see the Dai Li in what the Dai Li can do and do really well. Um, and I think all of that is just really effective and really, really creepy. Um, and then you taught, and one of the things I do really like about Lao Guy is how it tosses off this victory of you get Appa back. At what cost? And so the idea of like everything's all bright and sunny warfare wise is always victory comes with loss. And the show starts really hammering this home this season in particular, but it's still there throughout the run of it. And I think that that really hits harder here with like what Allison said with the, he's lying. And it's just like, but you also get long shots speaking and you know, things are bad when long (laughs) shots going to speak. Um, So all of that's just really, really good, I think. And then you just get Appa tossing long thing like he's a stone on a lake and I just love it so much. <laughs> I re- my 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 main question is how long thing got back to the palace so fast. That's my big question. <laughs> that should not have happened. Um but who knows how many tunnels he and the Dai Li have constructed underneath the um Bossing Sei. Yeah. Uh, Marcus says Appa coming in and kicking ass was the way I want Appa to be in the show. And yeah, yeah definitely. Just being like, oh no, they couldn't possibly Appa! Oh yeah! Way to go! Oh, yeah, very good. Um, the fight scenes are are, are very strong in, in these episodes. Are, and they're really the, the end of Lao Gai as they storm the castle is pretty amazing. Keenan says the Judies are the worst things ever. To be clear, I mean that all these poor women are being treated in this way. That's the worst thing ever. Uh, Keenan also says Toph earthbending into the palace was incredible. Scotty says our friends are getting so powerful. It's thrilling. And yes, it really is. Because... Usually you don't get to see that this it happened at this like level of acceleration on these kinds of shows. It's like they have a breakthrough moment and then they're just hardcore, right? And they can't yep. do anything and then like they unlock some ability and now they are unstoppable. So I think they again the pacing of that over the course of the run of the show so far has been really smart. So that now I you know if and it's taking could took. Katara episodes to get be able to do a single whip, water whip, right? And now she's just like go like taking out empty out a whole like river, a whole lake or whatever to to take out a line of guys. It's really cool. Marcus says, um, Toph and Katara being badass benders makes the action scenes more fun and less reliant on Aang for spectacle. And that is it lets it be have a lot more variety and fluidity without while Aang is still developing his skill set. And I think one of the things that both of these episodes that there's a juxtap- there's a juxtaposition in these episodes of the Dai Li seem really dangerous and are portrayed as such as being significantly stronger, sort of more skilled and more tactical earthbenders. But when they storm the Earth King's castle in the Earth King, they're just dealing with the palace guards who are not good mm-hmm. <laughs> at anything. And so that weird disconnect between the the palace guard, maybe also by extension the military, and the Dai Li really kind of subtly ups the ante in both skills that are necessary and also the threat that our, te- our heroes are facing. So I really like how the show really subtly weaves that in. It also just sets up what we get at the end of of uh, Earth King of 
Yeah. Not all of these guards are created equally, right? There's definitely sex and uh, factions within uh-huh. them. And um, yeah, well, more on that tomorrow, probably. Allison, did you have any other thoughts on, on what we get in Logai and the Daili, the big fight scene? That fight scene's really good. Um, I was sort of dazzled by how well they handled Jet. Um. I think that, you know, I could not imagine at the beginning of that episode. I said this a lot when we got the brainwashing for Jet, too. I couldn't imagine at the beginning of this episode that I was going to end up being like, Jet. But, oh, God. Um, And Longshot and um, my girl Smellerby uh, just getting me right in the feelings. Um, And then there was something else. Oh, well, we haven't talked about Zuko. Yeah. Um, So... That is a big deal. Um, when he, I guess he's mostly sick in the next one, so I'll yes. save my thoughts for that. But um, I think that the payoff of having Appa finally make his way to Team Avatar being partially the result of Zuko's choices and this internal struggle he's having within himself is pretty great. Um, I think they earned, they really earned that, and it would have been so easy for it to not feel genuine. Uh, but it is, it really worked for me. What about for you guys? Oh, yeah. One of the things I really like about Loud Guy, and I didn't really pick up on it until watching it this time around, um, because most of the time I'm watching it, I'm not taking notes or anything because i'd never got to really talk about the show or write about it um is the ways in which in this episode in particular that it doubles jet and zuko i think in really productive ways about past traumas influencing behavior to the point that it feels like you you have no control and your actions aren't necessarily don't feel like your own or you've internalized so much of the abuse or the anger or the just the pressures that you've put on yourself or that society has put on you or your family has put on you, I should say in Zuko's case, that it just causes you to feel deeply conflicted. And in a way, Zuko's going through as much breaking of like a brainwashing sort of deal as Jet is just in a very different way. And I never really picked up on that until watching it again. Uh, this today and I was just really kind of floored by again the show does paralleling with its characters really well but I was just kind of floored by it in this episode of like yeah oh I never really thought about that damn this show's good (laughs) is kind of how I ended up with it yeah that's such a good point yeah that's all I couldn't I could not contain myself that's a really really smart observation way to go Noel (laughs) I get one a season. You get like five. I get one. <laughs> oh, the uh, this I, I really appreciate um, the not surprising revelation, but still revelation that uh, that Iroh is fully aware of everything Zuko mm-hmm. is doing. Oh, that tough love speech. That tough love speech. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just be like, I, I don't know what to tell you about like you're like you're gonna die in the middle of the North Pole, right? Like you had you had no plan. You know, don't just jump, run in and fall down because there's no floor. <laughs> Learn from that. It was, it was, it was very good. Uh, Keenan says, uh, Scotty says, chills. Keenan says, I love Iris so, so much. Um, Scotty, literal chills for the top of speech. Also, little literal chills when Appa flew in for the hero save. Oh, so good. It's very, very, very good. Um, the, the, 
again, the pacing of, of that over the season, like, we haven't gotten as much with them, but I think that they have given us the space we need so we can get to this point. Keenan says entertainingly, Elson said when, when Zuka first got sick, oh, he's allergic to good. And then later in the episode, <laughs> we're like, oh, he kind of is? Yeah. Um, it's yeah. like he had an allergic reaction to being good. And I thought I was being such a smart ass when I said that. And then I was like, oh, no, that's actually what's happening. Holy crap. Okay. Yeah. We're doing this. Let's do it. He spends mm-hmm. the entire episode DTing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> From being a butthole. Yeah. 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 Well, let's move on to, to the Earth King. Oh, before I forget, Diego did say earlier, I feel like Toph's convenient lines about detecting lies set up Sokka's discovery about the brainwashing pretty well. So it's not completely out of nowhere, but it's definitely a leap. Um, yes, agreed. But I, that superpower of like the telling the lies, giving it to her, I think is great. Because usually yeah. it's like, there's a micro expression on their face and it's her. It's like, no, I can I can feel their heartbeat. You know, that tells me everything I need to know. It's it's great. Also, um, just quickly, the the poster thing with Toph was like, it's upside down, isn't it? It was delightful and trying to jog. I feel like it was just for us trying to jog Jed's memory by sticking some hay in his mouth. <laughs> It's so good. It was it very, very good. Uh, I can't remember which episode it happens in. Oh, I think it's the next one. So maybe I'll... I'll yeah. My first salvo in our discussion uh, of the Earth King um, is that I just want Toph to call Katara sweetness forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like, stop call. Don't ever call her Katara again. Just call her sweetness. Um, always and forever. I think that I might just start referring to Katara as sweetness. It's a very, very good nickname. Mm-hmm. Um, Toph should start a podcast. Uh, nicknames do really well on those, I hear. So she should really consider that as like a side hustle. Not that they're particularly financially lucrative, but it's a, it's a good time. <laughs> so consider it, Toph. You'd be great. Mm-hmm. The uh, For me, the Earth, Earth King episode... Has is moments that I enjoy, but a lot of it I was like, can we get to the other things that are coming? But I feel like it's a necessary pause point and a necessary bit of levity after everything that we got in Lake Lao Guy. Um, so, so this is a train. Oh, <laughs> or like literally, I've never left the palace in my entire life. Uh, it's such a different leader i mean it makes complete sense given the puppet king element of it like the daily wouldn't have been able to take over the way that they did if they had anything approaching an effectual king so you know it's not all that surprising but when when we have the king which is such an indictment of monarchy when we have the king going like well the bear likes him so bosco let's let's see what they have to say (laughs) oh my god this this earth king oh um thoughts on this on this episode and our sort of like trips around like convincing the earth king well who among us would not be persuaded uh to at least consider a fact-finding mission by being offered a ride on appa yeah it's it's the most it's maybe the most honest moment in the entire series um who among us would not be like okay yeah and then wouldn't scream up there (laughs) yeah uh i but kate i agree i feel like some of it is necessary levity and some of it is kind of wheel spinny. Um, but I, but I enjoy it as sort of like a, oh God, I was going to make it, I was going to make a reference to the politician, but n- no one has watched that but me. Um, it's, 
like a little bit of a sharp toothed, but in a gentle avatar kind of way, political commentary, um, which I think is lovely. And it does a really nice job of that. Uh, but yeah, it's hard. It pales a bit in comparison to its predecessor. Mm. Um, the, uh, this guy says real, the great vibes with the bear. And that's reminding me I need to watch the great. Yeah. We, we need to maybe, maybe next. that's for next week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ooh, Mark, I've volunteers tribute. Can I? <laughs> okay. Yeah, sure. I love the great. Okay. Uh-huh. Cool. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Marcus says, so looking at the map of the earth kingdom, uh, does bossing say take up like 20% of the continental landmass? Um, maybe it's, it's enormous. It's so big. Yeah. No, yeah. it's enormous. Yeah. Um, yeah. Diego says the royal guards continue being bad at their jobs by allowing their king to fly alone with straight. Just a second, guys. My dad's really loud. <laughs> I've been wondering who that yeah, was. I'm trying to record, guys. We can hear you through doors. Yeah, I was just like, I, it's not me, right? I, I, I assumed that maybe it was me, but I wasn't hearing it yeah. through the microphone. Hi, Kate's dad. <laughs> they say hi, Kate's dad. <laughs> Yeah. Hi, Mr. Colzik. Yes. Hi, Mr. Colzik. I so know that Zuko is going to teach wait, him Wait, 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 wait. Let me, let me. Okay, come, over, come over here. Come over here. <laughs> Isn't it clear that Zuko and the Avatar are going to become you friends? You have to get on the camera. I'm not, so why do I have to be on the camera? Because they know how many of us talking. There, I'm there. I'm there yeah. now. <laughs> I love Avatar. It's great. Okay. okay. We're, on Monday, we're I like doing our tea. thing. I like tea. I like the jasmine tea. I like Zuko. I mean, it's they're, it's good, okay. right? Okay. It's good. Go, I gotta go. 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 All right. Okay. Shut the door and your door, please. Yeah. Thank you. <gasps> That's untoppable. We shouldn't even attempt to do the rest so, of the episode. There no, you go. I'm done. I had so many things to say, but I don't. I don't. I don't feel like they're necessary at this point. Yeah. Oh my God, Kate. Can you tell dad my dad is a like, theater background? He's like he's like five steps away from becoming a meme, like a really good one. <laughs> Anyways, okay. Dad, Sorry say you're a good person. You're a good person. Dad, say you're a good person. No, just listen. Mom's going to yeah. cue you. Dad. Anyways, yeah. So, we were saying, um, okay. I don't know. That Diego. was amazing. That, hold on, Kate. That was so pure. That was like, and you know what? Here's how we'll connect it back to the world of Avatar. I'm if, cutting all this out. No, don't you dare. Don't you dare. If, if that, if, if, um, if this were animated, that would be a total Iroh moment, right? <laughs> he just, he's talking, now he's on the pot and Zuko's trying to do his podcast about the art of firebending and his quest for honor. And then uh, Iroh comes in and just wants to talk about tea and like say hi. That was, don't you dare cut a single <laughs> second of that. I'm sorry. Those of you in the comments, am I correct? Should that stay in the recording? <laughs> yes. See, uh, lost it. I lost lost yes. the track. Lost the thread. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I've clearly been outvoted. And if we've learned nothing from avatars, we don't like monarchies. So, <laughs> you know. Um, Anyways, we were saying, Diego says the royal guards continue being bad at their jobs by allowing their king to fly alone with strangers. And yes, very much. Yeah. Um, we haven't mentioned with the with the Dai Li. I I I don't want to forget since we're scattered. Anyways, uh, I love them sh- sending the gloves after Toph and her being like, oh, "That's cute." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Anyways, um, so so that's my dad. We're gonna see if he can if he'll come back on 
on Monday when we do our everybody react episode. But anyways, what a joy. Yeah, yeah. I'm my my parents are pretty great. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm but also loud. So that was through like two walls was the background noise that I hope didn't make it onto the show. But anyways, Keenan says uh, Ang uncuffing himself and then putting the cuffs back on was very good. Yep, very much a fan. Um, so how are we feeling about where we end the episode with the characters all kind of split off? I just wanted to yell, don't split up. Have you never seen a movie? Yeah. Um, And the answer is probably no. (laughs) And I understand, I understand the reasoning. I do. But in it, the moment when Katara sends Sokka to see dad was just so sweet, big, made me into a hard eyes emoji of a human. Um, but it just seems really ill-advised. Even even without Destiny's Child waiting in the Hall of the Earth King, it seems like a very bad idea. Um, I know that Aang needs to see the guru. Obviously, Sokka wants to see his dad. That makes sense. I'm so worried for Toph. Why on earth didn't Katara go with her? Why on earth didn't Katara go with her? Clearly, Spa Buds means nothing. Yeah, come on. Are you even... It's it's like book club on legends. It should count for something. <laughs> um, it was so that was so stressful. So I'm very concerned about everybody. Although I'm really excited for Ang to go hang out with the guru. I've been looking forward to that since the note got tied on his horn. Mm-hmm. Marcus says it felt like it might be a daily plot, though only Toph was a setup. It seems, but not by them. Yeah, like all of those. Like we have convenient letters for everyone. It's like. Yeah. I mean, uh, again, like, have you not seen a movie? And no, you haven't. But have you not read a book? Have you not been told a story around a campfire? Like, it was way too easy to beat him. Yeah. Do we have, Noel, do you have any, any thoughts on how the characters split up? I mean, I think it's all handled relatively well. Um, and I like that only based on what we see that apparently only Toph is the setup. Which I think is really good. Um oh. Toph hasn't read a book, which they, yeah, no, yeah, that's very good, Marcus. Um, that, yeah, I think that all of that generally works really well, and all of it feels really like motivated. Um, down to Katara deciding to stay to kind of help run things um, a little bit. Um, so I think all of it really, really works. Um, I just want to note that the Earth King never having left the palace is not an uncommon thing, historically speaking. Mm. Um, plenty of plenty of rulers and their advisors and stuff just never leave the royal compounds. This is especially true in like Asian cultures. Um, uh, it's Chinese and Japanese cultures in particular, like very rarely leave the compound, just would never leave it. Um, and so all of his like complete obliviousness works for me, but also it's just a really strong indictment of that kind of a system. But also, you just can't trust domestic machinery. What are you going to (laughs) do? What a good joke. (laughs) That was such a good joke. There are lots of, you know, for as bleak as things are right now, sans opera reunion, there are a lot of very solid, solid jokes uh, in these episodes. In contrast, Zuko's fever dreams were terrifying. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Terrifying. And I love that they're voiced by Azula and Iroh, the mm-hmm. his dueling dragons. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's really, really, really good um, and really potent as he goes through this whole. Am I good now? 
type of thing. Um, so it's really, really good. And I really like this show. And while yeah. we kind of only referenced it, the fight scene into the king's into the king's palace is just bonkers good. Yeah. So I mean, good. just like there's a lot of stuff going on and it's all handled really well, but for me, it's the fact that it's like lit at dusk that's mm-hmm. just like chef's kiss kind of perfect of like this is very dramatic because we have not seen a fight at dusk really like this. And so watching the show continue to play with lighting for these big set pieces is just really, really great. And yeah, you get to see a bunch of really cool things. Keenan says the dominoes. For me, it's watching them go, oh, there aren't stairs there anymore. Yeah. Sorry. And yeah. it's just like, oh, this show's This so is a good. slide now. We're <laughs> yeah. going up. Yeah, it's very, very good. Um, Keenan says the... Uh, the, the dreams were so well done, disorienting and beautiful and scary. Uh, Sky says they're terrifying. The show, the show is so good. I'm just really blown away by the pacing and storytelling and themes and emotional beats. Sky says, I don't want to feel sorry for Zuko. From the beginning, I was like, I'm not going to feel sorry for this furious, privileged, violent man. And then immediately was like, oh, this kid's going to break my heart. And yeah, we'll see. Yeah. See what happens next. Do we have any final thoughts on these episodes? No, I'm just, I'm very excited for everyone to watch the the finale. I'm very excited. (laughs) Me too. Our last two episodes for tomorrow are episodes uh, 19 and 20. So episode 19 is The Guru. guru, And episode 20 is uh, The Crossroads of Destiny. So, Allison, any predictions? Well, I predict that Aang will go to see The Guru. Mm -hmm. Um... Oh, let's see. I'm going to predict that the guru is going to say something about Aang needing to find his opposite, and that's going to be Zuko, and then that'll set up like a season three uneasy alliance building into something else situation. I'm going to guess that. And then... Um, Toph versus all of the Earthbenders. Um, because we saw they didn't make the mistake they made with Boomy, and they they did cover her face. Mm-hmm. Um, so she can't Earthbend with her face. Uh, but somehow, obviously, she's such a badass that she's gonna get out. And um, and I'm gonna predict that there's a little vignette with Appa and Momo catching up on everything that happened. And Momo being very sad for Appa and Appa being very concerned for Momo. And that's my, that's my prediction. I watched those um, videos that Noel recommended yesterday and watching um, D. Bradley Baker voice. They have a bunch of clips of him voicing Momo. It's just amazing <laughs> to watch. It's really, really cool. If you just, you can search it up uh, or you can look at the post from yesterday. But um, like there's one that's just like a minute and a half of him just making lemur sounds. And it's just, it's <laughs> really cool. Because uh, like, you know, he's doing all of that. But when you see him actually doing it, you realize the volume of it. Like, like the like just how long like because a lot of that gets it's pretty low in the mix so you don't kind of he- really hear everything that he's doing so it was really cool so thank you Noel for that um yeah. we have then one other comment from Keenan who says I'm really intrigued by the last dream image we've already talked about parallel storyline storytelling for Aang and Zuko and then Zuko was Aang <gasps> yeah that that it's so weird when character models are sort of transposed on each other like that 
um, which happens a lot in anime sometimes, but like watching that in with like Zuko's character model clean shaped with the arrow tattoos, it's just like, that's weird, but that's still Zuko. But that's weird. <laughs> Marcus says, just before this, I heard some animal noises from a documentary and it sounded exactly like Deep Brother Breaker in the in those videos. So yeah, very cool. Yeah. Lots of good stuff. Okay. We will cut it off there, cut off our conversation there. We'll be back tomorrow to talk about the, the last two episodes of the season. Very much looking forward to it. Thank you all. And uh, thank you for thank you, uh, for hanging out in the chat to Marcus and Diego and Keenan and Scotty. Uh, thank you everyone for listening. And we'll be back tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye.